You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. I shared with you in the last episode that it was my turn to be the candidate inside our course where I was handing in the first 2,000 words of my novel. Now, this was a really terrifying thing for me because although I've written two self-published books and I write often for blogs and for work and sales pages and all kinds of things for my business, it felt much more vulnerable to be writing from a creative aspect. And I I reckon I haven't had anyone critique my work in that way for at least 20 years since I was doing A-levels or I was was at drama school, maybe even a bit more than 20 years. So it was kind of terrifying, but actually also a little bit brilliant because without feedback, we can't grow. Overall, the feedback was that my writing style was very strong, that my characters were very clear, that the setting's really clear. But my challenge now is that how do I make sure I almost lose the research, almost lose the all the facts I want to tell about this era and get inside the characters and particularly the protagonist. And at the moment, I have three points of view that I'm going to be writing from, from three central characters. That's the intention right now. It might change. And I wanted each... The reason I have that is because I wanted to try and cover the really different experiences young women were having during the war. And so I wanted to make sure we had women who were in factories, women who were signed up for uh, being an RA, a, a WAF or a REN. And I wanted to show this journey from what what their normal life was like before the war and then this period where it's really unsettling and their life is beginning to change but is it changing is it really going to affect them and then what happens as a result of calamity hitting their lives i think that, that that's really interesting and for me knowing i have to dive into that story and almost get rid of anything superfluous is actually a bit of a challenge and i i felt on tuesday that I was going to have to go in a direction I wasn't quite ready to go in. So I've let it percolate. And normally I do a lot of my writing at the weekends because I'm so f- focused on things for the children and for my business during the week. But this particular weekend, I'm actually away on a trip. So there is no way it's a business trip. So there's no way I'm going to get the quiet or the space, the spaciousness to write and create and really be coming from a a deep, undisturbed, connected, creative place. What's been interesting, though, as I have been writing these chapters about the sense of change that's about to happen and the fear of an impending war about to descend on Britain, is that as I'm as this has been happening, we have been witnessing what's happening in the Ukraine with Russia and Putin attacking them and the sense of sorrow, sadness, helplessness that I think we have, particularly when we don't know what's, not only is there little that we can do to help them, 
But there's also that fear of, well, what happens if this comes our way? How do we need to prepare ourselves mentally, emotionally, never mind politically, never mind in terms of military action? What might this look like for myself? And there is an air, I'm aware of the air around me and the people around me really quite affected by the unknown, which is it is known what happens in war or what could happen in war. We still have very present in our memories, in our generational memory, what happened in the Second World War. And then things, although they didn't hit our homeland in quite the same way, other wars that happen around the world. And this situation with Russia and Ukraine feels much closer to home. And I think that this is something that when I was considering writing this book and what's the urgency around writing this book, it felt that there was an interesting parallel with two years ago when we knew COVID was coming. We could see around the world that other countries had gone into lockdown and that feeling of we're waiting for it to happen. When's it going to hit our home? When's it going to be something that is a direct impact to us? And I feel almost that with COVID, that was something I wanted to echo in that national sense of what's going on, combined with the personal sense of it. And then we have this war situation, which I think is quite a close parallel with how people would have been feeling at the beginning and just before, in the year or so before the Second World War started. And particularly, I think, when many of their parents or grandparents had had been involved in the Great War. Many people had a relative who died or had been fighting and and it was very present for them. So that's interesting. So I now know that I have got to take this time for myself to strip away and go inside one character at a time, not worrying about how are they all going to collide, how are they not. I have to tell one story at a time. And my challenge here is that some of the events that happen they're happening to really normal people. And how do I tell that story that is a normal person with big life events happening to them? I'm cautious that I don't want to glamorize them or overtell their story for the sake of effect. I do want whatever I create to feel quite real, as though a real person, a real normal person, that well, I'm not making them consciously a hero or a heroine. And so that's been very thought-provoking. It's also been interesting watching other course mates. And we have become friends now, which has been wonderful, and supporting each other in the writing process. Watching how other people take feedback and the feedback that is given to them. And this real understanding that when you're creating fiction, you have to take the reader on one journey. Yes, you might have a lot of backstory that you want to give them, but you have to make sure that it's understood by them in the best way possible. Because if you lose the reader, particularly early on in your book, they won't stay with you. So it doesn't matter what great plans you've got up your sleeve. If you're not presenting that from the start, then that's quite challenging. And we've been talking quite a lot about the difference between a novel having to hook a reader right from the word go. So almost bringing the juicy bits right to the beginning of the book, right to the opening sections of the book. Whereas in screenwriting, you would be much more setting the scene before the event happens, potentially on a script in on page 12, for example. And coming from an acting background, that's been quite interesting for me to get my head around as well. 
So I'm going to keep you updated as I write, as I continue into my research. And when I get moments, I'm throwing myself into reading journals and the comments that were supplied to the Mass Observation Project, which was a project that was countrywide. There were hundreds of people up and down the country who signed up to take part in 1937. And initially, they were being asked lots of questions and opinions and details about their everyday life, what they were eating, what products they were using. And this was actually set up initially because the government wanted an understanding about the national feeling and individual feeling about the abdication. And as we then went into the war, this project became even more important to garner information about how the nation were feeling, which then could impact a policy, in fact. And for me, that's just opening my eyes, that sense of the mundane, the boring, the dry, alongside this epic event that was happening. Multiple events, because war is not just one event, it is event after event after event. So that's all I'm going to share with you today. But keep listening. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Each episode is going to be a little bit different. Sometimes I'll share a bit more history with you. Sometimes I'll share more of the writing challenges. But I really would love to hear from you if you're tuning in. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.